Just like last year here on Cut to the Chase, we're going to do finals recaps after each game. Well, it's not my favorite team, the Miami Heat, versus Kyle Boward's favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers. It's still a great finals matchup between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. So, of course, I invited Kyle Boward back on the podcast as well as Cooper Goble this year to cover it. How are we doing today, fellas? I'm doing all right. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. You know, it's a, it's a late night, but we're, I'm happy to see the finals. Uh, always good to see two fun competitive teams. So we'll go ahead, hop into it right away. Game one, the Phoenix Suns win 118-105. Um, as kind of expected, home court advantage. They were the favorites going to this game. We weren't sure if Giannis was going to play. And so we'll talk about Giannis in a second, but starting off with you, Cooper, and then we'll swing it over to Kyle. What was your reaction to just the game you just saw? On the Bucks side of things, Giannis, I was surprised he even played, like you said, but I mean, he you know played a lot better than you'd expect him to uh, after um, – not even knowing if he'd even get to play this series, but then on the sun side of things, DeAndre Ayton is dominant. Like <laughs> that, I don't even know how to, it's hard to describe the impact DeAndre Ayton can have for this Suns team. A lot of people um, just looking at that draft class, you might think, oh, Trey Young would be great or Luca would be great on this team too, but uh, DeAndre Ayton is the perfect big man for a Chris Paul or a Devin Booker type guard. I I completely agree. We'll swing over to Kyle. Kyle, what was your initial thoughts on the game? Well, first of all, I think uh, Cooper took a little bit of my thunder right there. I have been all in on the DeAndre Ayton train for, for a couple of years now. I do think he was the right pick at number one in the 2018 draft. I know people will always talk about Luca and Trey and, and, you know, they're better players, but what the Suns needed was DeAndre Ayton, and and last I checked, he's the only one playing in a finals. So uh, definitely the right pick. He had a phenomenal game. Like, you can't talk about it enough. On the offensive end, on the defensive end, rebounding, he put out, you know, he had a 20-20 and 20 game. He was outstanding. Phenomenal to watch. So much fun. Uh, from the Bucks side of things, Giannis had, you know, he was in there, he played 35 minutes, a guy who we didn't think was going to play. I know when I sent you guys my predictions for this series, my prediction was that Giannis would play late in the series, but he wouldn't be the X factor. He wouldn't be an MVP type player. Uh, I thought he was going to be super limited Um, when he was walking around. uh, He was still limping, but when he, was on the floor and playing basketball. It didn't look like his knee was bothering him at all. Uh, In the first half, he had that chase down block where I was watching for him to land to see if how he would come down, if he'd come down gingerly and there was no gingerly action out of him. He came to play. Uh, I was really, really impressed that he was out there for, for 35 minutes. Uh, Unfortunately, for him, I, I don't think he was as involved in the offense as he would have been if that injury hadn't happened. Uh, I have written down here that he took fewer shots than Middleton, 
Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. So his his kind of involvement in the offense was was definitely down. Um, so I think that definitely played a part in the outcome of this game. But ultimately, you can't say enough about how well the Suns played offensively and defensively. Uh, Chris Paul, the point god, was phenomenal. Uh, Devin Booker was was scoring basically at will late in the game. It was just a fun one to watch. It, it really was. I'm shocked that it took four and a half minutes into this podcast for anyone to mention the name Chris Paul. He's the guy that really impressed me. I just had this gut feeling, you know, in finals games, sometimes with him it being your first ever finals games, some of the stars struggle a little bit more. Um, and I expected Chris Paul to struggle a little bit today. Uh, Drew Holiday's a great defender. Chris Middleton's also a great defender that could have defended him some too. And Chris Paul went off for 32, nine assists, four rebounds, and was fantastic. He had me screaming in the bottom of Elon's communication school as he hit that and won three over Brooke Lopez, where Lopez got called for the uh, flagrant. But, I, I mean, you guys have said it all. I was really impressed with Giannis for the fact that he was out there and did not really, I mean, to the average eye, no one would have said he was injured for the most part. Um, granted, uh, those who pay attention to the NBA would have noticed, but just an average person would have probably not noticed at all. Uh, it was very interesting to watch him to go from doubtful to uh, questionable to probable to playing today all within what was like four hours. But it was a great game. Uh, I really thought the Bucks were going to make a nice little run after they went down by like 20 late in the third, and they could not do that. Um, and one thing that really bothered me, and this is not like completely true, a little bit of exaggeration, but it feels like every time Brooke Lopez touches the ball, especially if he's out by the three-point line, he shoots it. I noticed that a lot tonight and was not a huge fan of that. Granted, he played okay, 17 points, six rebounds, but it was not enough. Um, I think they should not be having Brooke Lopez as much involved. That was kind of my initial reactions. But starting off with you, Kyle, what was it about the Suns that you felt really helped them succeed tonight? Well, I think, and this is going to kind of go back even before just this game, what has helped the Suns succeed is how they built their roster. Um, And most of that has been through the draft with, you know, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are the two big names you think about when it comes to the draft. Uh, Michael Bridges is another guy they drafted. Cameron Johnson had a loud 10 points. Like he only had 10 points, but they were all super important. Uh, He played great defensively. Uh, Another guy that they drafted, they, built a good team through the draft and then in the offseason you know we talked about how how Devin Booker showed up on the bubble last year and the Suns went absolutely nuts on the bubble but then they went to the offseason knowing that they had a couple of needs a couple of real needs to be a contender and what they did is they went out and got Jay Crowder and Chris Paul and now they're playing in the NBA Finals. They're up one game to nothing. So I think it all has to do with with how they built their roster. They have really kind of brought the mid-range game back to the NBA. Um, you know, the NBA has really been trending towards this chuck-up three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer or 
drive to the basket every time. And the Suns, they they have this ability to hit shots from the elbow, to hit these, you know, these little mid-range jumpers that not a lot of teams can do. And, I mean, it's really evident in, in Chris Paul's game and his ability to hit those um, those little step back jumpers, which to me is one of the most beautiful things to watch. Like some people love watching Steph Curry take a three pointer from outer space or, you know, Damian Lillard take a step back at half court. But I would much rather watch Chris Paul take these little step back jumpers from the free throw line. It's the most amazing thing to watch. It, I mean, I was going to let Cooper go next, but my point completely builds off yours. Well, it's not quite how the roster was built. It is how well they know their roles on top of how the roster was built. Because, I mean, for example, Jay Crowder starts, plays power forward for them. One point, and it was in the closing seconds of the game. Um, you know, DeAndre Ayn knows exactly what he needs to do. Chris Paul knows to step back when D-Book's hot, which we saw at some points, and vice versa. D-Book steps back when Chris Paul is going off like crazy like he did in the second and third quarter. It's just the way that Monty Williams has this team playing the roles perfectly. Uh, I mean, a great spark plug off the bench in Cameron Payne. Cameron Johnson, beautiful jump shot, but can do it all for this team. They just know their roles their roles, excuse me, so well that it makes it hard for anyone to defend them. And they go at what is a lot of teams and especially the Bucks' weakness in the mid-range game just because no one expects you to pull off in the mid-range. And honestly, Chris Paul and Devin Booker are two of the best at it. But I'll swing it over to you now, Cooper. What was what, what stood out to you about the Suns that really helped them succeed tonight? The main, obviously, like, Aside from what you guys said, but kind of building off what you said, Chase, the biggest difference between these two teams that I can that you can really notice watching them go head to head is the difference in coaching. Monty Williams is one of the has been one of the best coaches in the league this season. If you look around the league at um, teams rosters and who you'd think would be more talented or um, just things like that. And while there were a lot of injuries this year, and the Suns were relatively lucky not having too many key guys out this playoffs. But um, Monty Williams going head-to-head against Coach Bud for the Bucks, it's not even a contest. Monty can coach circles around Bud. It's, he doesn't even really have to do anything that difficult because Bud just doesn't make any in-game adjustments. So anything Monty does do, it makes a world's different difference in this game in the game. It's funny. One thing I've realized through these playoffs is you're definitely a Budenholzer hater a little bit. And I'm that's not- okay. Um, I totally understand <laughs> it. I don't think he's the right coach for the Bucks either, if I'm honest. And talking about the Bucks, we'll send it right back to you, Cooper. What do you think the Bucks really need to improve on? Um, maybe besides the in-game adjustments to have a chance in the second game and throughout the rest of the series? Um, hopefully. I mean, the main thing is, I mean, obviously Giannis played tonight and he played great. But let's see if, like, I mean, just playing tonight, maybe he came back slightly too early, tweaked his knee a little bit. You hope not. It looked like he was fine, but 
some something or some injuries like that can just get worse just by doing stuff on it. But like aside from that, because that's kind of out of their control, they have to they have to do something with Brooke Lopez to just get him as far away as possible from any guard on the Suns. I don't care if it's Chris Paul or Cam Payne, the tank commander of the Bulls from like five years ago. <laughs> like it it doesn't matter. Just get Brooke Lopez Splash Mountain as far as away from that as possible. That'll help a ton because then you don't have um, him just getting exposed on the perimeter. He's fine in the post as a defender, but on the perimeter, he is, as uh, Shaquille O'Neal would say, barbecue chicken. <laughs> he he really is barbecue chicken out there on the perimeter. There's a few of those Bucks players that the Suns were really attacking, including Lopez as well as Pat Connaughton towards the end of the game. But I'll shoot it over to you now, Kyle. What do you think the Bucks really need to focus on to have a chance in game two? Well, I think Cooper nailed one of the, the two things that I really thought about and that, you know, they have to figure out a way to avoid switching uh, in that situation. When you're that far away from the basket, um, you know, fight around that screen. If you're a guard, know that it's Brooke Lopez, who is your, your backup in that situation and realize that this is not to end up on Chris Paul. I got to do what I got to do to get around this screen or I got to, I've got to convince him to, to go under while I go, you know, around or above or whatever through. Um, but Cooper's absolutely right. Brooke Lopez cannot be guarding any of the, the ball handling guards because he is an okay defender. Uh, he can block some shots, but he's not going to do that out at the three-point line um, or in the mid-range game, which these Suns guards and wings are excelling at right now. Uh, and the second thing that I think they need to do. Um, the Suns' defense was phenomenal in this game, but I also think early in the game, the Bucks put up some really terrible quick shots. Um, I think, like, in the first half, they shot the ball, like, nine or ten more times than, than the Suns, and it was just kind of some, I don't know, it just wasn't great shot selection. Um, you look at Drew Holiday didn't shoot the ball well in the first half he still ended up with like a quiet almost triple double but we joked at halftime that he was missing and I said his face was going to end up on a milk carton um he did not play well Chris Middleton was shooting under 50 percent in the the first half I think he was like five of 13 um so like there was still some you know they were taking some bad shots and not really putting them down and then in the second half they just didn't take care of the basketball there were some really dumb turnovers and and they were letting, you know, Chris Paul be a pest. And Chris Paul kind of, you know, he had three or four steals, I feel like, in the second half alone. Um, and if it wasn't him, it was Cameron Johnson. Uh, it was just, you know, take care of the basketball, run your offense, get the good looks that you know you can get. Uh, it seemed kind of like a flustered game from the Bucks, Like they really didn't have the experience uh, in that situation. And I think that really hurt them. Yeah, uh, no one has the experience, but the Suns definitely looked like they had some experience. They had the leadership for sure. I think there's one thing that we're very much missing out on that the Bucks need to do. They have to neutralize one of the three players of the Phoenix Suns' big three. Um, tonight, Aiton had 22 and 19. D-Book had 27, 
six assists, two rebounds, and then Chris Paul again with 32, nine assists, four rebounds. Well, they are extremely tough players to guard. Chris Paul, one of the best point guards of all time. Devin Booker has just been phenomenal this year. And DeAndre Aiden is a little bit of a mismatch, in my opinion. One of them, you have to be able to hold to at least the teens, especially I would say either D-Book or Chris Paul, just because that will mean a lot more of kind of wasted opportunities for the Suns because they shoot so often, they're so involved in the offense. Um, I think you have to at least neutralize one of their three best players. All three of these players are playing like all-stars during this playoff run, and no one's been able to neutralize really any of them. The closest we got was Pat Beverly at times against the book in that Western Conference Finals, but it, we did not see that all tonight. D book did not shoot great, but still shot somewhat okay. Obviously, Chris Paul had a great night. DeAndre played phenomenal. You have to neutralize one of those three threats uh, to even have a chance, because if not, I think that they'll have enough just going around. You have to have someone... You have to have Jay Crowder make a shot. You you have to make sure he has more than one point if they're going to beat you, that their bench steps up. Their, and their bench played great tonight. Um, but they really did not stop any aspect of the Suns. And especially if they can at least somewhat neutralize one of their big three, I think that would go into a big help for the Bucs. Because if I'm honest, there were times where I thought the Bucs really weren't playing well. And there are other times where I thought the Bucs were playing pretty well if I'm honest and uh, they never had control of this game from the moment I started watching at least midway through the second quarter throughout really the rest of the game I think neutralizing one of those big three threats would be a very important thing for the Bucks to do but as we wrap up tonight um, I'd love to keep these kind of short and sweet but you know no finals preview this year so I would love to go through what you think is going to happen in game two as well as the rest of the series so a game two prediction as well as a whole series prediction i'll throw it over to you cooper to start this one uh well for my season or my series prediction i'm gonna go with a hot take and say i think the suns are gonna win game one um (laughs) and then (laughs) <laughs> I think I think the Suns are def or I, not definitely, but I think the Suns are going to come out strong in Game Two again. They've got a lot of momentum on their side right now. Um, not that Chris Paul has Finals experience, but compared to the Bucks, like Stars and Middleton and Giannis, he does have a lot more experience just in the NBA in general. So I think Chris Paul comes out strong again. We might see Chris Middleton falter again. He was fine down the, I guess, in the fourth quarter, but first half was struggling pretty bad. Aside from that, though, I I think the Suns might close this out in five or six. I I did not like what I saw from the Bucks tonight, and I don't know if you care or not, uh, Mr. Cut to the Chase, but for finals MVP, even if he plays terrible the rest of the series, there's no way it doesn't go to Chris Paul. Thank you. Uh, Finals MVP is actually a great prediction to throw in there as well. Uh, Kyle, I'll send it over to you for your Game 2 predictions, rest of the series. And go ahead and throw your Finals MVP in there as well. Yeah, so for for Game 2, I think uh, 
as much hate as Cooper throws on Coach Bud, um, I think the Bucks are going to make adjustments and they're going to they're going to win Game Two in a close game. But I think that's going to be just about all they get out of this. Um, before the series started, I had the Suns in six with Giannis playing a very limited capacity. Um, I was impressed that he played 35 minutes in game one. I don't think it was in the Bucks' best interest to play him that much in game one. I think that's going to come back to bite them. Uh, we might see him sit a game. Uh, we might see him re-aggravate or we might just see him struggle and limp through however many games this goes, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my guns and say Suns win in six. Um, I'm going to say Devin Booker for MVP. Uh, He's the, in my opinion, the obvious choice. I would love to see Chris Paul win it. He very well could, Um, but I'm going to be rooting for DeAndre Ayton to win MVP. Uh, He's, he's the sleeper pick for it. Uh, I think he showed in game one that he's capable of it. I think when I texted you guys yesterday, I said, watch uh, watch Aiden put up MVP-type numbers in this series and still not win it. Um, so I am going to go with Devin Booker because I think he's going to average close to 35 points per game in these uh, in this series. So uh, I think that's going to end up being kind of the storyline, and, and he'll end up winning MVP, but Suns in six. I, I kind of agree – with Kyle, that's going to be a closer game. I think the Bucks are going to impress in game two, but I think someone's going to come up clutch for the Suns. I think the Suns are going to go up 2-0. Um, I do not have any faith in the Bucks after watching today's game. I feel like, again, as I mentioned moments ago, I don't think the Bucks played that bad at times. I really don't. Um, I, granted, I don't think they played that great at times either. But with that being said, until I see them neutralize one of the three threats the Suns have, honestly, I don't truly think it's going to happen. But my full series prediction would be Suns in four, uh, more realistically, Suns in five. My MVP pick, just because I, well, picked him for a regular season MVP and I've fallen in love and he's my current favorite NBA player is Devin Booker. But I also agree, uh, if I'm honest, if obviously it was just a one game series and we picked MVP after tonight. D-Book would be the third choice out of the big three of the Suns. I think DeAndre Aiden and Chris Paul both have a very good chance at it. Uh, Chris Paul, a lot of people I think could vote for just because he is an older player that has worked so hard for this. And really, he is the MVP of this team in a lot of ways just because of how he came and helped this team so much. Not even me, who from the beginning of the season was huge on the Suns, saw it coming to this point. I also think DeAndre Ayton is definitely a huge X factor for the series and came up so huge today that he could be an MVP pick. Um, And it's really a toss-up behind the three, but I'm picking D-Book just because he's my guy. Um, But definitely, I think game two will be closer. I think we'll see a good uh, basketball through some of the series, but I think it'll definitely be one of those series where the Suns just end up on top almost every game. So I'm going to go four, but more realistically five. My heart says four. My brain says five. Uh, But that's all we got for tonight. Thank you guys for coming on. We'll be back at it Thursday night, late after game two. Same exact thing. You know, we'll we'll look over the game, talk about the big plays if there are any, stuff like that, and then look forward to game three, which will be Sunday night. But until then, this has been Cuts to the Chase, and we out.